0: When we're talking about living a truly free and independent life, we mean it. And that's exactly what Gary Collins, who is the creator of The Simple Life, set out to accomplish. And now you have a chance to learn all the secrets that Gary has developed over decades of trying it out himself, building these amazing courses, as you can go to thesimplelifenow.com and access three amazing courses. One, being the -the off-the-grid master course. Two, being the how to finance your off-grid home course and three how to find your dream off-grid property course and get an awesome 10 off at checkout by using code tbns10 that's right you too can learn how to live a truly free and independent lifestyle by living off-grid and all these amazing courses are delivered to you by yes one gary collins from the SimpleLifenow.com. use code tbns10 at checkout for 10 off your order and start living your free life today can I pause for a second and just note that uh, we got Brian on here, who's getting uh, Congressman Massey on, and our typical lineup includes like homeless people that believe in Bigfoot. <laughs> Wednesday, there, folks. Brian Nichols here on the Brian Nichols Show. That's right for you, YouTube listener. You so I was getting ready to jump out of my chair because I'm so excited that you are here for another fun-filled episode of the Brian Nichols Show. And if you're on YouTube, yes, you are catching us at 8 p.m. Eastern time. And for you longtime YouTube listener, guess what? We're giving it to you an entire hour early, 5 a.m. on Wednesday morning. You'll be able to d- catch this awesome program, and going forward, all episodes of the show will be airing at 5 a.m., excluding, of course, our Sunday Candy Highlight Series. that will be airing on Sunday morning at 5 a.m., so make sure you go ahead. If you not hit subscribe, you'll be catching all those episodes, though. It will be fantastic over on your podcast catcher, be it Apple Podcast, Podcast Attic, wherever it may be, but with that being said, welcome to today's show, Yes, I am your humble host, Brian Nichols. You know that by now, but you are here to learn who today's guest is. Today's guest is one Mark Provisor from One Israel Fund. Now, we had Scott Feltman on the show back a few months back talking about One Israel Fund. Today, Mark has joined the program to discuss specifically his role at One Israel Fund from defensive measures. Looking right now at what's happening in Israel, uh, his main responsibility is to help create defensive protocols that will help uh, protect those civilians in the uh, greater Israeli area, Gaza area, and so forth. So, um, a great conversation with uh, with Mark to kind of pick his brain in terms of what he he sees in terms of finding different defensive measures he can he can take advantage of, but through the eyes of an artist. Yes, Mark's actually a very uh, skilled artist. We're going to include the link to his art here in the show notes. So uh, he applies this artistic mind to these defensive. Uh, uh, strategies, it, it's a fascinating conversation because I'm a musician, Um, you know, it, I love singing, I love uh, just watching how music is created in terms of, you know, whether different songs, Um, but also just like, you know, watching instruments, like the, the, the I'm here, big nerd moment before we get started, I, like how it's made, I used to watch how it's made all the time, and just like the science behind how the instruments actually work, right, like it's just fascinating to me, but this applies to this conversation today because it's those skills that Mark takes from his art world in in being an artist and applying it to actually helping real people right now, and in this case, protecting their very lives. So a great conversation to be had. So with that being said, on to the show, Mark Provisor here on The Brian Nichols Show. Pleasure to be here. Thanks so much, Mark, for joining the program. Now, for folks who are longtime listeners of The Brian Nichols Show, they say One Israel Fund. That sounds familiar, and that's because we had Scott Feldman. He is the uh, the VP of One Israel Fund, and he dug into all that One Israel Fund does. But then Rhonda, who is one of uh, my, my awesome behind-the-scenes folks out there, uh, getting some awesome guests here to the program, said, Hey, Brian, I have a really interesting guest also from One Israel Fund, and based on what's going on in the world right now, especially over in Israel, I think he would be a phenomenal fit for your show. And I said, well, Rhonda, tell me more, and she certainly did. So, Mark, it was a great chance to learn a little bit more about you, but how about this? Let's kind of set the stage in terms of, number one, who you are, but number two, for the, the folks maybe who aren't familiar with One Israel Fund, they're still maybe new to the program, and they're getting getting their feet wet in this, this greater uh, world here, in the, the Brian Nichols Show, what is the One Israel Fund there for the Spark Notes. Then we'll go into your, uh, your history.
1: When Israel Fund is an organization that uh, focuses on uh, assisting and working with the biblical heartland of uh, the Jewish people. And uh, Judea and Samaria. Some people call it the West Bank. A lot of names actually for it. Uh, they work with all sorts of projects with the communities, whether they be social projects, uh, religious projects, anything to really to better give a better quality of life, if you will. Uh, and they also work in the security sector, helping the communities uh, protect themselves uh, from obviously uh, the terror that's in the neighborhood. And I personally, I run the uh, I'm the director of security projects, and uh, which is a pretty interesting job itself. And I work with that. I work with the, directly with the security people and the communities to prevent that terror. That's just right. of it.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about that. Right. And I, I think this would be a great way to start off the conversation. And it's talking about, first and foremost, who are the people being targeted in this situation? And, and I think we're seeing this across the board. It, it's unfortunately civilians who are at right now in, in the crosshairs. So let's kind of start off with talking about the defense measures, I guess. You're you're focusing on protecting people and it's really innocent people here in this situation. So let's kind of dig into your specific role at One Israel Fund.
1: All right, so I guess I'd have to go a little bit into my background. Yeah, let's do that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, one, I served in the IDF as a paratrooper from 1981 to 84, fought in the Lebanese War, um, fast forward to uh, 1996, when I became the the chief security officer of the the region there. And that simply means that I was not only the liaison, but the the first responder to um, pretty much anything and everything, (laughs) you know, whether you lost your cat, your kids lost, or if uh, you're being attacked, or if the community is being threatened, and so on. Right. So obviously, that, that, I did that job until 2006 with Covered uh, the Intifada, and uh, the, the uprising, if you will. And that in itself was an experience when it started. I was maybe dealing with one to two shooting attacks a day for months on end, and a very violent time. So I've probably seen and responded to more terror uh, than most people, I guess, you'll meet. And I basically took that experience, and um, after a while, when I, uh, when I finished that job, I was consulting. My, my main thing is preventing terror. That's, uh, I guess you could say, my specialty. And what I do for One Israel Fund is uh, there are a lot of people that like to, to get involved, and the security world speaks to them. Uh, and I, I work with uh, developing projects, uh, making these projects happening to secure these communities, to prevent that terror from happening. You asked about targets. Yes, targets are civilians. Targets are mostly civilians. Uh, and the reason is because terrorism looks for the weak link. And they know that civilians are not necessarily military, and they're looking to attack the weak, whether they be men, women, children, anything. And that's what's going on. Uh, well, that's what's been going on, obviously, uh, for so many years, almost since Israel came about. Uh, and like i said that that's the main point obviously we're going through a lot of interesting times right now especially after this so-called ceasefire
0: right well how about that before we, i was going to say we're go, going more into your your artistic background but you just started to hit on that there the so-called ceasefire can you can you elaborate a little bit more what what do you mean by so-called ceasefire there
1: i call it a so-called ceasefire because uh it, it, it's like a game it goes up and down it's always it's from ceasefire to ceasefire so i really don't I don't like the. It, it is exactly that. I'm sorry it is exactly a ceasefire ceasing until what. Till it starts up again, and which we all know that Hamas will continue to work with that until they they'll rebuild and they will start up again, if, uh, hopefully later than sooner. But we'll see right now. They're trying to incite the entire region.
0: So you, you obviously got a lot of your, your background in, in actually serving and in experiencing this firsthand, but you bring in a different approach. You bring in this artistic approach. And this was something I, I thought was very interesting, marrying the two worlds, which I don't think your average person would say that those really, ever they think go together, this painting slash artistic sense, and then this military defense world. So Mark, kind of dig into how you found yourself in the situation where you're able, able to marry both of those worlds and actually find that they're not just kind of rhyming, but they actually go hand in hand quite well.
1: So uh, after when I uh, uh, finished my IDF service, so I I went to art school and I actually uh, got lucky and started succeeding where I was able to quit my day job and I was able to support myself with art um, a little while after that, uh, when I, I went back, I came to the States for a couple of years and I went back to Israel and artists don't always sell. I learned that sometimes you have a good year, sometimes not. And so I decided to take on another day job when the mayor of uh, the community of Sheila, where I live, he said to me, uh, look, take over our security. It's only two hours a day. I didn't check that out. So I'll give you a free studio. I heard free studio. That was it. Went, went in for it. Of course the job wasn't two hours a day and whatever it developed uh, I see things differently uh, first of all it, it's very interesting you know obviously art is a very creative world and which is something creativity something that I that I love and so is counter-terror actually <laughs> so they 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 seem to have worked and uh, the way I see things is when I'm out in the field I It'll sound weird, but I see things as a painting, it's composition. I will look for the, for the shadows, for the light, for the different changes in color. And this enables me actually to see a lot of, let's say the weaknesses in whether it be a perimeter system, a, a region or something. And I take it all in. Uh, I have to say first and foremost, really I'm an artist. That's what I've been doing my entire life. Uh, and so I see things differently. I relate to these things differently. And by using, by being out of the box, which a lot of artists are, I'm able to come up with different and unique solutions that most people don't think about. Uh, and, and it's pretty wild. The, the security chiefs have, have gotten to know that it was always a big secret that Mark's an artist. Uh, but they would see me going to an area, and all of a sudden I'm sitting out in the side. You know, I have a four-by-four. Four. I love driving off-road and getting out into the field. And I start sketching. And i start sketching and i start painting and all of a sudden you start seeing where i perceive the threat as you would see red you know you see the uh, possible weakness but just different i'm not actually going to get into that because people will know my my secret <laughs> 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 but uh it, it seems to work with me um I, I i there's no explanation it's just it really does work and obviously a lot of the that i have expressed in my paintings uh some of the trauma the attacks uh along with the beauty i haven't left out the beauty but it's uh considered uh, different and unique uh, a lot of high-ranking idf officers other people in the security world that they love coming and dropping by the studio you know and uh, where i think they want to talk about security no we just want to hang out have some coffee and discuss art and you would never think i mean these are the very very serious guys so it uh it just seems to mesh uh And thank God, has allowed me to uh, succeed in doing a lot of these things.
0: And help a lot of people. I think that's, at the end of the day, most important. And one of the things we we focus on here on on my show is more from a sales slash solutions problem-solving mentality. And really, Mark, you're entering into this situation where not only are you able to act on something that is a talent of yours, but now you're actually able to bring that talent to real people and help them in a way that candidly, like words can't even begin to describe the impact that you're likely having. So maybe just to give some folks some context, because they hear, OK, he's an artist, but also he's doing some stuff with military. I'm maybe having trouble seeing how this marries together. Could you maybe give us a couple of different uh, stories? How about that of, of examples of where you've had the chance to kind of sit down and with your artistic vision, uh, outline some defense, uh, some defense measures or what have you that have helped people there in, uh, in Israel?
1: there are at times if i'm working on let's say working on perimeter systems the the standard ways people look and they will whether they're using aerial photography or various tech to see what they would consider the weak points i sometimes see things differently um i do have a military background so i also know what things look like from the other side so by you know, when, when you're painting or, or, or drawing, uh, understanding light and dark, uh, shadows, the, the various subtle changes in colors, it, it's an insight. I mean, when you're, either if I'm painting a landscape or, or, a, or a model or whatever, these are things either, these are necessary ingredients to the painting, to the composition, if you will. So I see things like that, and I'm able to take a system to decide, say, you know what, a camera should be over here uh I, I, I want this covered uh, or or if it's a solution needed, I, I just can see beyond the the dimensions that are presented. So if I I decided that even in the medical field I started seeing things that were, that were lacking you know, you, you just look at the entire scene. It's sort of like it's painting a scene or even doing studio work when you're looking at the various, Parts of what need to be put in, and that's what, how I apply it in security. I, I look, I try to see sometimes what people don't necessarily see. Now, when an artist says see, it's, it's not just the vision. It's it's a, uh, don't know the word for it, but it, it, he's taking in things, and I apply these two solutions, and they've worked with where the perimeter systems that have been stopping terrorists before, developing totally crazy solutions that. People wouldn't have thought about um, and all in the in the act really to prevent terror, which is something that uh, that I carry with me from the uh, not just from the my military service going the Lebanese war or, or and, and the intifada, because I hate violence. And it sounds funny for someone who's involved in security, involved in preventing terror. I I can't stand I can't stand war. I can't stand violence. So I. I work at it that way
0: mark happen. don't worry hey we're this is a libertarian show and our, i don't know if you know this but the libertarian party our our mascot is a porcupine because <laughs> much like the mentality you're taking we don't like aggression actually one of the very uh principles of the libertarian idea is the non-aggression principle and the idea of not hurting people goodness i, I have this for my patreon uh folks here don't hurt people don't take their stuff and the idea of yes you do need to be able to defend yourself but it's not an act of aggression, but rather an act of defense, and I think that is absolutely something that you're going to hear, especially in the, the libertarian camp. Something you know we we 100% agree with. And and going back really quick to the point that you were raising about when you're being the artist and you can kind of see things differently, yeah. that spoke to me in such a way because so I'm I'm a big music guy. I love music, and I really get into the nitty gritty of music. And I actually, when you were speaking about that, I kind of saw some parallels in when I'm doing sales copy or when I'm going through and and I'm hearing uh, a pitch from a, you know, a sales development rep trying to hook an SD or uh, hook an IT director for uh, an appointment and hear the, the flub in the value statement or where they maybe didn't, didn't maybe answer that objection quite right. And you can kind of take the formula of music, what makes
1: a good song and and you right, Absolutely. Absolutely. There's that, you know, there's that common denominator if we compare, uh, not, not comparing but if we if we look at at, at composing music at music itself at all the, the, the and and painting right good painting not crappy painting. <laughs> uh but but you know you listen to music and i, and I paint to music all the time uh, and they're you know music is taking sounds and, and putting them together and, and nuances and connecting your heart with these things and, and be, getting fully involved and, and that's working obviously on, on the hearing senses. Whereas what I do, the painting is on the visual. Right. It's really like that when, uh, when someone's putting together a musical piece, he's no, I don't know if there are words to describe it. And that's why maybe it's called art because it's, it's that special, special thing that happens. That... You can
0: feel it almost. It, it's, it's not something to really be, I guess, learned or taught necessarily, but it's just something that, is innate right exactly it's just there um it gives you goosebumps when it's good it makes you feel when it's not good right um but and to your point though it it does overlap into other areas of life and it kind of is i didn't expect the conversation to kind of go this route but it is interesting right when you do incorporate the value of art yeah. And the, the subjectivity that you can bring to a situation and really get different context just based on a different perspective of looking at a situation. That, I mean, that's such a really unique thing
1: there, Mark. So uh, it, it's interesting how we started speaking about a little bit about music. And I, I, here, you wanted an anecdote here. Uh, the, a few months back, so there was a woman murdered in the northern Shamran. And I won't get into details, but it was quite gruesome. And I was asked to come up and to work on figuring out a solution. So uh, I always tell people, you know, I'm old school. I have to see, I got to, I got to feel the ground. I got to, I have to see it. I can't, I, you can't just show me a map or show me a, a, an aerial photo. I got to have to see it mm-hmm. and I have to hear it because, because I listen. So I'm out there, I'm, I'm in the area and mind you, I had made a painting of a surprise it it's probably, it's actually just sold. Uh, but It wasn't just that, but then I stopped and I, I, you know, I I closed my eyes and I started just listening to the sounds around me Mm. and I was listening to the jackals in the area. Now, what was interesting is the security chief didn't know necessarily my artistic background. He turns to one of the directors and he says, what's with this guy? Because I'm closing my eyes. I'm listening, you know, because when you close your eyes and listen to music, it's very different. You, You take it in differently. So I'm listening to the sounds of the jackals and the sounds and the various sounds of the trees, and I'm putting it together with the colors and the shading that I'm seeing. And I walk back to the guy and I said, "Okay, we have to put this here, this here, this." Here. And he's, it's like sort of hit him. He said, "You're right. How, how did you figure? You know what?" I said, "I said, listen, listen to the sounds that's going on here. The jackals that are coming—they're detecting an area where they don't feel a threat. This and this—you don't think that someone's going to actually notice that?" And I said, let's look at the darkness over here. You're putting it. You want to put a camera. You're not seeing into the shade over here. So it was interesting putting together the sounds and the visual. And uh, thank God it was a it's a good solution. And Hopefully it'll keep people protected more.
0: Yeah, well, I'm I'm kind of nerding out a little bit because I'm actually I'm kind of going back to last week. One of my my favorite kind of pet. Uh, pet project it's a pet project just one of my little pastimes i like to do is i like to go on youtube and if there's a song that's you know a very complex with with a lot of different layers i like to see the musicians break down how they did it now there's a band called the bleachers and i've been listening more to their music recently and and he was breaking down one of the songs it was the song roller coaster and one of the really cool things he did when he was getting towards the end of the song as he was going, you know, here he layered in the bass, and here he was layering in the guitar, and here he was layering in the synth. And at the end, you're in the chorus, and he flipped through very quickly each individual track as a solo track. So you could hear the entirety of the song, and then for a split second, hear that individual track. And it really put it into context that all we're hearing is just quite literally you are scrolling through the the different um, different mp3 files it's hundreds of different files that are individual sounds being pushed together to make this one gigantic in this case song and it goes right to what you're talking about mark when you're building these defense measures it's the exact same thing it's not just the you know the 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 black and white you know putting it on paper there has to be that context there has to be that that feeling that the thing that you can't explain but you're there and it's it's something that you need to experience in order to actually make sure you're grasping the entirety of the situation
1: that that, that's exactly it that is exactly it you're using all your senses you're you know your your spidey sense whatever you want to call it but you're using it you're using it all to put together that composition and hopefully to get uh get some good results out of it
0: yeah i like it well how about this mark we're getting towards the end of the show. Already, that was a quick conversation, but we're talking about fun stuff like art in terms of music and, and what you're doing and applying it to actually helping real people. These are fun conversations to have. So how about this? As we're wrapping up the show, I think it would be a good chance for you to take some time and maybe just kind of outline uh, what's taking place right now over in Israel. I know we mentioned this beforehand. It is, is a ceasefire, um, but kind of just give some context to folks who are really not aware, especially here in America, of truly what's going on as we were talking beforehand, in your neck of the woods. So, Mark, uh, if you could, what would that word to, uh, to the folks here at the audience be?
1: Moss is, is where we have the, the supposed ceasefire for now. Uh, they're trying to ignite the rest of uh, the country, whether in Sudan, Samaria, like I said, the areas where I live, and this is happening. Whether uh, there's some attacks, obviously, happening. I don't know whether people are really seeing on the news um, whether there'd be shooting, attempted stabbings, there's been arson attacks, uh, riots, where there are Coming out onto the roads uh, it, it's getting a little funky right now and uh, they're trying to ignite this really because they're just trying to get uh, political power you see in their mindset you know whoever kills more Jews he gets more power mm. and this is uh, unfortunate this is just the, the way they work and that's what's happening and we're following it very carefully uh, I mean I'm even though I'm here I get my reports in all the time um, and it's uh, we're we're trying and, and you know it's like we're looking at these reports and trying to go two steps ahead and figure out what possibly what little changes that we can make that to be better to keep more people alive uh, and and I, I think this whole thing's going to flare up again sooner than later unfortunately but that's uh, that's uh, in one sense the grim reality but let's remember also a, you know it's not when people hear about this in Israel they think that's it you're entering into a war zone a lot of incredible things happening there incredible incredible things I mean I don't okay maybe it's a some of my arrogant Israeli pride but I don't think there's a country that's putting out more good in the world really in terms of health and uh, tech and, and various feeding people and so on so it's a it's a balance and this is just one of the realities that we have to deal with understood yeah, yeah. for sure well hey mark obviously
0: I've had Scott in the program um, now having you in the program from one is real fun I think this is a great conversation to keep going obviously and I think it's it's more important right now, not necessarily to just talk about one Israel fund, but actually showing what you're doing. Right. And this is one of the things I like to promote in sales as we wrap up here is not just talking about this stuff, but actually showing and then applying what we talk about to real people, because this is how we can become the trusted advisors, the trusted problem solvers that are out there. And then when the time comes that people are looking for the, the people to solve the problems, they say, Oh yeah, there was the people out there. I remember one Israel fund. It was Mark. He was the one who was doing those really cool designs that were defensive and helping protect real people. Yeah. Maybe we should go ahead and give him a call. And I hope I, I implore that the folks here, especially the folks here at the Brian Nickel show audience who have some pull and policy. If you are looking to, uh, to, you know, reach out to a really good organization, one Israel fund. And Mark, thank you for all you're doing over there. And uh, we'll make sure we include all the social media.
1: Wait, right, I have to check out some good art.
0: Oh, for sure. Good art, for sure. And we'll include the link to your website. Um, I had it here. It was mark, uh, markproart.com. I'll include that link in the show notes. Mark Provisor. Thank you so much for joining the Brian Nichols Show.
1: Real pleasure. Thank you.
0: Who likes going to the grocery store? You have to pick up the car, head to the store, shop amongst the covety masses, stand in line for hours at checkout, then drive all the way back home only to have to lug your groceries into the house. Well, what if you were able to get all your groceries delivered right to your door with savings up to 50% off of the big guys? Brian, your Thrive Market order has arrived. Thrive Market is one of the top grocery store alternatives on the market, featuring hundreds of products for specific diets and lifestyles. So, you eating paleo or Whole30, or you living that keto life? Perhaps you have celiacs, like yours truly, and you want some gluten-free options that actually tastes good. Side note, Thrive literally has one of the best gluten-free pizza crusts I've ever had, literally have it every single week. And here's what's even better. Not only do all orders over $49 get free shipping, but members of the Brian Nichols Show audience get 20% off their first order, plus... Get one month of their Thrive membership for free. So head over to the show notes and click the link for your exclusive Thrive market offer and start skipping the grocery store today. Alrighty folks, that's going to wrap up my conversation with Mark Provisor. I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. I, I don't know if you noticed there, mid-conversation, I just nerded out because I that just happened. I, and it's because that's what happens when you're able to uh, you know actually ask good questions and try to learn from people. Don't try to lead the conversation where you want to go. This is actually a sales thing by the way. Um you know as we wrap up here a little friendly sales tips people out there if if you're in a conversation uh, and you're trying to you know have a conversation with the prospect and figure out where they've come from and and you think you you have an idea of where the next step needs to go. Time out. That's the already the problem. You have an idea of what you want the next step to be, but you need to figure out first what the actual problem that the person has is. So ask questions, right? And, and that's where you can find the greatest opportunity to offer the most value because then you're addressing their actual problem. Where can you learn this? This is all great stuff, Brian. Well, we're going to get to that in a few seconds. But first... Thank you, Mark, for joining the program. I think what you're doing over at One Israel Fund is so important, and the way you're doing it is so incredibly cool. Um, I super relate to it, and I'm sure that there are tons of folks out there who relate to it as well. So, folks, if you enjoy the episode, please go ahead and share today's episode with anyone who you think needs to hear what they're doing over at One Israel Fund, and that is in this case, helping uh, protect real people right now. That's super important, eh? Um, But when you go ahead and share the episode, I'm going to ask you to do me a favor. Go ahead and share it and tag me at bnicholsliberty twitter facebook minds.com and parlor.com just so i can make sure when i see it i can go ahead and uh give your your posts some elevation as well um also if you really enjoy the episode or if you want to go ahead and uh, maybe give me a shout in terms of uh something i can do better things that you particularly enjoy or let's say you want to go ahead and get a guest in the show or you represent a person running for office or you think of a certain person maybe yourself that would be a great guest email me brian at Brian Nichols show.com. Now I teased earlier how you can become a better salesperson with my little, you know, helpful sales tip. Well, guess what? There's two great places you can learn how to be a better salesperson. Number one. How about this free resource? I go ahead and uh, I'll go ahead and give you right now. It is four easy tips you can implement now to help sell Liberty to friends and family. And it's a free ebook written by yours truly. And you can find that over at Liberty Friends Ebook. Oh, sorry, BrianNicholsShow.com forward slash Liberty Friends Ebook. The book focuses on yes, four easy steps you can take right now to very easily help sell the ideas of liberty to friends and family from a solutions based Perspective and the reviews are in. Yes, we talked to Mark, uh, our to Mark today on Chris. Uh, we talked to Chris back on Monday. I don't worry, folks. I'm okay. We're gonna make it through this. I talked to Chris back on Monday on uh, Chris Goizetta here from our, our Brian Nichols Show Marketing. And uh, one of the things we were talking about was that people have really been enjoying this book because it is easy to read. It's it's nine pages, I believe. Um, but it's concrete things you can do right now if you want to use it when you're talking to your family, your friends, your coworkers when you're out at a, a barbecue and it's not threatening. It's not that you're talking about politics. What you're doing is you're playing the role of a problem solver. and it, it, it makes it so much more fun because then instead of feeling that you have to be on the defensive or on the attack, rather you're just being there as, as a person who's helping other people and when people help people, I don't know, folks, I think it's a pretty wonderful thing. So if you want to help people, go ahead get that brand new ebook. Four easy steps you can implement now to help sell Liberty to Friends and Family, Brianichelshow.com forward slash Liberty Friends ebook. The other thing you can do is join our Patreon. Yes, our Patreon. You have two levels: entry level, sales, and account executive. Either way, it's $5 or $10 a month, but you will get One of these awesome don't hurt people, don't take people's stuff bumper sticker. That's right. Because we have to peak interest. And what better way to peak interest than get people to say, Oh, I agree with that. Which nine times out of ten, if you heard on today's episode, that seems to be the reoccurring theme of not hurting people, not taking people's stuff. That tends to be our buyer persona of who's going to make a good libertarian. If we can enter into the conversation where they're like, yeah, I get, I can get on board with that. That's a good starting off point, folks. So if you want to get one of these awesome, don't hurt people, don't take people's stuff. Don't, I can do this. I promise. Don't hurt people. Don't take people's stuff. Bumper sticker. Head over to our Patreon. That's right. $5 and $10 a month. And you too can be one of the proud owners and help peak Interest today. Coming up on Friday, here we go, folks. That's right. We're going to make it through the end of the episode. I promise. Angela McCardell. She is returning to the program. She is the Libertarian Mises Caucus candidate for chair of a Libertarian National Committee. And she has joined the program to give her vision in terms of what an Angela McCardell uh, candidacy and chair, uh, chairmanship, a chairwomanship? would i guess look like there you go how about that angela uh so we're gonna go ahead have angela on the show on friday so if you want to make sure you are not missing that conversation head over to your favorite podcast catcher give us a five star rating and review hit that magic subscribe button if you're watching us on youtube make sure you hit the subscribe button as well and hit the little notification button but with that being said folks that's all i had to say i know and i said a lot this week how about that brian nichols signing off here on the brian nichols show for mark provisor we'll see you friday Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show.
1: Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com.
0: Audio production for The Brian Nichols Show is brought to you by DB Podcast Audio. Learn more by emailing inquiries to william at dbpodaudio.com.